event, I guess, that happened this past week. Which is not, I guess, really a big event. But okay. we hit the season finale of House of the Dragon. Yes. It feels like it should be an event, you know? It sh- Game of Thrones used to be a much bigger event than that really was. I mean, I still, that show, I still know a lot of people that are watching it, which, like, I can't say for a lot of shows these days. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know how we got through 10 episodes so fast. Um, yeah. I don't know how it's been two and a half months That's since that came out. Crazy. Um, And it's pretty good. Um, mm. I'm, like, debating about how much I want to get spoilery here. Mm-hmm. But the thing I'll say is it, like... Not entirely, but 90% commits the cardinal sin of sacrificing the quality of the finale to set up season two. Uh, And season two is guaranteed. And season two is guaranteed, but it's also HBO and Game of Thrones. And like, we're not going to see it for two years. Right. Because they take their time. (laughs) They're going to just like, we're going to sit in it. And the thing that kills me is they set up a ton of like exposition in this episode really of like okay so we gotta talk to the starks we gotta talk to the baratheons we gotta talk to the uh targaryens mm-hmm. not the targaryens but we gotta talk to the uh lannister like all these people like they the basically people you know set yeah. everybody up <laughs> all the families and like oh, in two years i'm gonna have no idea where any of them stand right there's one event in that episode that i'm gonna remember in two years and it's gonna be like okay Mm. Um, but the rest of the episodes are set up that and it was good and it's engaging, but I'm like, it's, it's the thing that happens all the time now of just like, yep. So big season finale, actually it's just a cliffhanger, a setup. Yeah. (laughs) It's like arguably season premieres are the season finales now. Sure. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you could do, but I'm like, just. Like, what if we did this and then in like six months I got season two, episode one, and then I could wait two years. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's a whole structure of just like, I'm like, you've thrown a lot of information at me that I have to remember now. Right. But I'm not going to. And we didn't get to the big part that everyone was talking about. Right. Which arguably might be a bigger turnoff than trying to leave it on something that's going to hook people back in. Because honestly- If you like the show, you're going to keep watching. You don't need them to be like, well, if you keep watching, we'll dangle this carrot over your your nose and you got to follow. It's like just the people who are going to watch are going to keep watching. Why? Why do that? You know? Well, in my head, I call it the uh, the Walking Dead effect because. Oh, good God. Yeah. Do you did you watch Walking Dead for like four seasons? Yeah, they spent. I don't remember what season it was, but they spent the entire like. They did their like break, so they did the second half of the season. The whole time they were like, someone's going to die. Someone's going to die in the season finale. Someone's going right. to die in the season finale. Like every ad campaign was like, who will die? Blah, blah. Right. And then I guess spoilers, but like nobody died. They cut it off right before the big event. And then you had to wait another nine months for it. And like, that was just like. And that's how they started the next season. And that's how they started the next season. Dude. And it wasn't even until the end of the first episode. It's not like they cut it off and came back and like someone immediately, immediately died. Yeah. It's like we just sifted around like, well, okay, so we have to do the death now. And it's it like, and ever since then, every time I'm like, there's a huge setup that is made to pay off. Sure. The future. I'm like, yeah, the walking dead effect. That's a good way to put it, honestly. And I, uh, 
I don't know. There's not that many shows that keep me invested for that long these days. And so seeing something like that is like, do you get how TV is now? Like, do you understand that that's, you don't really need something like that. And if you make it more convoluted, the less likely someone's going to come back because they're going to be like, well, do I need to rewatch the entire season again? Well, that's the game plan, though, is you're gonna, it's going to come back and be like, oh, all right, I got to rewatch right. all of House of the Dragon. But we're not in Sorry, the same position as Thrones used to be in where like that was the thing that everyone's watching. I don't really know many people True. who are still watching House of the Dragon. Like you are and the people who love Thrones were, are still watching. Yeah. It's nowhere near where people used every single No, it's person. nowhere near as big as yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings. Dra- uh, Thrones? Game of Thrones was. <laughs> what are we even talking about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fantasy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nowhere near that size. I think right. it has the potential to get there because there are a lot of yeah. seeds that are have been planted that like. Okay. I would put it on par with like the first season of Game of Thrones. Really? Which like, I, uh, maybe not like. 70 to 70% to Game of Thrones is 100%, but like, right, still pretty good, um, but like, pretty good. And I'm yeah. like, these characters are gonna grow into big characters. I don't know, right, for sure. And that makes sense. I mean, it, I just things have changed so drastically since Game of Thrones ended in terms of the way that it's an entire industry, yeah, yeah. So they just, um, hopefully, this, yeah, they continue to do the right stuff. I don't know. Do we have any kind of is it two years for the next season? Do we have any kind of... I don't think they have an exact date. Probably um, not, yeah. And, and also, I don't think they've started shooting it yet. Yeah, I doubt it. Because everything is Google like... Google what uh, everyone has Googled yeah. <laughs> in the past 24 hours. Yeah, no premiere date has been set. Filming will begin in early 2023. Oh, so it so won't yeah, be... yeah, this isn't coming until 24. Yeah, easily. easily. Which, again, it leads to better quality when you give people enough time. But now things are moving so fast that is that too much time between where people are like, ah, okay, well, you know, house of dragon, was it even that good? Yeah. You know? Well, and it's one of those things. It's like, I, I say this, but like, I'm absolutely going to rewatch all of house of dragon when season two is coming. Sure. You know what I mean? They're going to put out an, uh, like an ad for it in January, yeah. like, like coming in June or something. I'd be like, well, oh, well, that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But You're right. Yeah. It was good. That's it good. was good. I want more. I want more sooner than later, and mm-hmm. I want a bigger finale. That's where I'm at. Okay. Well, maybe they'll learn, even though technically this is the second series out of this whole thing. Huh. All right. Mm. Anything else? Oh, yeah. Well, nothing that I'm going to get as impassioned about okay. as I, I did for House of Dragon. Um, but I watched a movie the other day that was borderline no i can't like a thriller um i don't know if you saw this but it's a movie called fall you watched fall i watched fall really my wife convinced i kind of shot myself in the foot because my wife is terrified of heights sure so i like showed i was like "Ooh, you want to see this trailer with the intention of being like she's gonna be like nope never watching that and instead of that she was like can we watch this right now damn so yeah i mean i never saw it okay i'm glad you said that at the top um and not that like not that you there's can spoil yeah it. not there's a huge well uh, there's a couple of things don't. in there but like um <laughs> <laughs> watching this movie i was very like ugh, like pretty cliche like you yeah know. okay yeah. cliche. but like after it i've 
come to the conclusion that was a really fucking good movie. Oh my God. For real. It's like the, I feel like it's like the reverse of everything that always happens to me where it's like, Oh, that was like great. And then you start thinking about it. It was like, all right, well that didn't make sense. Sure. That was stupid. And that, but like, it was like real drama. Yeah. Um, God, what the hell? Good performance. Like things happen that you don't expect. Sure. Um, It gets a little bit into itself sometimes, but like not so much that it's unforgivable. And like, okay. Both me and my wife, like I was kind of, I mean, you know me, like especially anything like vaguely horror. I'm sitting here. I'm like, "Eh." yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, That doesn't make sense. I like my, my big thing going in, like, I worked uh, years ago on a base jumping documentary. Yeah. And I'm sure I've told you about that at some yeah. point. But like my big thing going in was that I was like, there's no way these girls would like climb something this high without a parachute on. That's just like how these people do that. Like these adrenaline junkies are crazy. They're like, yeah. well, you know, we'll just like if we want, we'll climb up there and then we'll jump off it. Fuck mm-hmm. it. Why not? You know? Yeah. But like, I don't know. Like it kind of gets addressed that they're like climbers and they're not. And like there's. The script does it the concept justice, you know, um, and it's like kind of fun. And you're like, fuck. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan's in it for like, oh, my God, maybe 45 seconds. <laughs> Enough to say that he's in it, put it in the trailer. <laughs> Literally, exactly. Like, you know, they spend 90 percent of the the movie at this tower. Um, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in the parts that aren't at the tower. Of course so. he is. I of all of every single movie you could have said, Fall was not on my list of Willis yeah. is going to watch Fall anytime in yeah. his lifetime. Wow. It's it's worth it's worth watching, man. It's like okay. not horror, it's not straight horror, so it's like Yeah, that's fine, yeah. You know. I I, I get behind a good thriller. Definitely a thriller. Um, I mean, I remember seeing yeah. the trailers for it and being like there's something like that's right up my alley as well. Like there's movies that like put people in isolation in a situation that's yeah. like like near open impossible water. open water yeah. frozen is a movie where a bunch of climbers mm-hmm. or skiers get stuck on a ski lift over the weekend and like stuff like that it gets me because yeah. i'm like this is not totally out of the question of being realistic like you could yeah. get stuck in this situation all right did you rent it or was it on a streamer yeah i rented it on uh, okay. apple yeah gotcha um damn and yeah it's it's interesting the last thing i'll say is uh both my wife and i were very much like no fucking way would I have ever watched this in a theater. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's terrified of heights. I don't mind heights, but like, sure. This it's the tower is, um, 2000 feet high. Holy. Sh- it's wow. like 200 stories. That's like, insane. It's yeah. The, the tower is like, I think they make a comment that it's like the fourth tallest structure in the United States. Is it like, I know it's not based like on taller than like empire state. Yeah, no, it's out there in oh. California. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was the other thing we Googled immediately. But yeah, oh it was uh, some of the cinematography in it. Like if I was in like a theater or IMAX or anything, I'd be like, nope. Mm. Nope, nope, nope. Damn. I kind of wish I had saw it now. Okay. All right. Well, I'll check Fallout. I really, It's worth watching. I yeah. really had no uh, intention of, but okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I went to the theater, of course, <laughs> on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And I had to see how the D- the power hierarchy in the DCEU was going to change forever. I had to see it. 
Um, and I saw Black Adam and IMAX because, like, why the hell not? You know, it's it's mm-hmm. not, it hasn't been a strong year for superhero stuff or blockbusters in general. Um, yeah. And really, I except for Top Gun, except for Top Gun, but that was a complete you know anomaly. Um, I love throwing a little under the breath. Like, <laughs> let me screw up Josh's point real quick. Good. Keep. He's got. You got to keep me on Sorry, my continue. toes here. Yes. Um. And honestly, I had no expectation for this movie. I'm like, this could go either way. It could be amazing. It could be trash. I left the movie, and I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Really, going. Sure. Like I had a good time, and I think the reason was because I completely. At this point in my movie viewing experience, I grade movies like this completely differently. And I think people do that just subconsciously, but this is one where I'm really like, okay, take every single thing with a grain of salt as much as you possibly can. And honestly, I had a good time. There was flaws for sure throughout the entire movie. Like, There's no doubt about it. But this movie, just getting to see The Rock like murder bad guys maybe that's just yeah. what i need to see is like because you know i've talked about watchmen on this pod i've talked about mm-hmm. kick-ass movies that people don't like but i do simply because there's murder in them and i guess that's just like <laughs> what it is the qualifier of yeah. like look at these people who have insane abilities and look what they do to people so i that's all i went in expecting and that's pretty much what i got out of it so i would say it's like on the top, like thirty percent of the DC stuff, not including like mm. the Dark Knight, it's it's in there where I'm like, sure. I didn't hate DCEU. myself yeah. exactly. I didn't hate myself leaving the theater. I was like, okay, I laughed. I that was pretty much it. <laughs> Here's the question: yeah. Is it in a similar ranking as Shazam? Like, are is Black Adam and Shazam a similar quality movie? Not style or like type or anything like that, but like, are these going to mesh? I don't know how they're going to mesh, but quality wise, they're pretty similar. I enjoyed Shazam a little more. I think it's a better put together film than Black Adam is. But like, yeah, pretty. I mean, there's the the rock is this might be my favorite rock movie. Like he's good. That's my next question. Yeah. And he's just not he's playing against type. And that's just I think Mm -hmm. what it is. I'm like, I don't want to see you do any of the rock stuff. And he doesn't. He's a stoic, you know, just guy who no eyebrow. throws people. I don't, I don't know if I saw one in there, honestly. And I would have clocked that for sure. Uh, <laughs> We're all waiting for it. Yeah. I know. So yeah, Black Adam, it's definitely better than Thor Love and Thunder, like by a mile. Mm. I had a good time in the theater. I was laughing a lot, not because it was funny, but because I'm like, Yom Colette Sarah was the right person to make this movie. Because he's yeah. not afraid to do that stuff. And I want to see if there's a director's cut that comes out of this. Because, whoo, mm. baby, there's some scenes where I'm like, this is really, really effing violent for a for a superhero movie. So, I don't know. I hope you do go see it in a theater. Because it's, it's, it's a I, decent I time. I yeah. You know, yeah. so. Um, and people are just... They're like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Author and I'm rocker. like, just what are you talking what are you talking about? Have you seen Transformers three, four, five, six? Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Like th- that movie, this movie is leagues yeah. better than those. So there's my thoughts have you on seen Black Batman Adam. versus Superman. Dude, yeah. exactly. I'm like, from the same studio, you have movies that Why are did worse. you say Martha? Yeah. So it's just, you know. So yeah, Black Adam, go check it out. I also nice. on Shudder checked out vhs 99 which is the fifth installment in the vhs oh my series God, they're still making these there are five vhs movies um 
And if you don't know, it's a horror found footage anthology series that basically uses the VHS name to allow people to use that as as like aesthetic. So people like Mm. shoot everything on camcorders from like the eighties and nineties. And I like these movies. I don't think every single short film in them works, but you know, I've talked at length about filmmakers like Ty West and uh, Adam Wingard and David Bruckner and all these guys came from these series and they've all gone on to do pretty great stuff. So uh, VHS 99 is here um, featuring some kind of insane filmmakers like Flying Lotus wrote and directed one in here, which was one of the more deranged uh, shorts in this. I was like, (laughs) wow, holy crap, this is pretty messed up. Uh, We have Johannes Roberts who directed uh, 47 Meters Down. So he has, you know, he's got that, he understands horror. He did like the uh, Resident Evil Raccoon City movie, stuff like that. Um, and then you have Vanessa and Joseph Winter, who did a, a movie Deadstream, on sh- which also premiered on Shutter, which is basically like a live streamer's like nightmare hmm. in like hmm. a haunted house. It's pretty. It's pretty funny. Um, but this is. It's interesting. I sorry to. Yeah. I think I feel like I have to highlight this because it's. I'm pretty sure I've seen the original VHS. Really, I'm. Sh- I feel like you. Yeah. I feel like that makes sense. It was kind of like a cult classic around the time. I feel like I got talked into it by my friend Boz. I I feel like he was like, dude, you got to watch this. And I was like, (laughs) all right. And like, I I don't remember a lot of it. And it's like, definitely wasn't in my like, yeah, you know, okay. But I'm pretty sure I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen this horror movie. Okay. Well, there are now five of them. So take your pick. Again, not all of them are amazing, but the last two, which was VHS 99, I think VHS 87. I don't remember. 94. 94? 84? I don't know. I just Googled VHS to see if I recognize oh, the okay. first one. <laughs> um, and 80, uh, VHS, VHS 2, VHS Viral, VHS 94. And then 99. VHS 99. Okay. So the last two came out on Shutter, which was kind of cool. Um, and yeah, it's definitely another uh, installment in the VHS series. I will say they're all getting a little repetitive at this time where you're like, mm. They follow a group of bad people who just get torn to shreds by different entities. And I appreciate that. But at a certain point, there was a couple of these shorts where I'm like, you're telling me there's 15 minutes I got to spend with these guys before they die. Like I just, they're just not good people. And at a, at a certain point that just made me not enjoy them as much. I do like the ingenuity and I love how a lot of them base themselves around like Cronenberg, Sam Raimi-esque practical effects, which I do love. There's some good stuff in here. Like, there's yeah. a short that is centers around a sorority who is hazing someone, and it mm-hmm. ends up with somebody in a coffin underground. And that was really, really cool and really claustrophobic. And the way they shot it was really, really kind of ingenious. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope they keep making these because it seems like it's creating an opportunity for these filmmakers who are pretty much nobody to make a name for themselves. And I don't know. I like that with no budget. I mean, these movies, you could probably make these for like 50 grand a piece, if not less, you know? Yeah. So it's not much. Um, And there's something to, to recommend each of them. So I would say if you have shutter, check out VHS 99. It's not, not worth your time, you know? (laughs) And the only other thing I want to talk about really quickly is I went back and I rewatched Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell, speaking of the maestro himself. Oh, yes. I had not seen this since 2009. I saw it when it first came out, and I was 13, and I hated it. I was like, this is stupid. I don't understand. 
but that was the time period of Paranormal Activity, the remakes of Friday the 13th, and Texas Chainsaw, and The Hills Have Eyes, yep. like that slick kind of, I don't even know how to describe it, but it felt like a... In, I don't even know how to like they upgraded these horror movies that are supposed to be grimy into something that's not as grimy. And so my mm-hmm. expectation of horror was this like deathly serious, violent, disgusting, like saw came out around that time. And so when drag me to hell came out, I was like, this is dumb. Like, why is it so goofy? <laughs> why is it funny? Yeah. Why is Justin long in this? Like, what is going on here? And why is Alison Lohman's like her delivery is so camp 80s like it's literally sam raimi's deal yeah and then i rewatched it you know over 10 years later and i'm like i just got to give it another shot everyone says it's good this movie is phenomenal this movie is (laughs) hilarious and disgusting and mean and like again allison loman's performance is so her line delivery is so over the top as to be comical Mm -hmm. but that's the vibe of this movie but that's yeah, Sam practical effect, exactly. Practical effects, over the top stuff. Like every single part of this movie, I was just like grinning ear to ear. Justin Long remains the king of these like, like lesser seen indie horror movies. Um, Isn't it a weird concept that like I feel like that's going to be his legacy? Yes, not like his his like, rom com stuff, rom coms and like accepted and all those like baseline like waiting. You know, like yeah, no, it's uh, gonna be this Jeepers be, Creepers, Tusk, Barbarian. Like he is the king yeah. of these movies. So if you so wild. if you haven't seen Drag Me to Hell in ten years, go back and watch it. It is an absolute hoot. Um, and it's a really just down and dirty Sam Raimi movie with good practical effects. So nice. check it out. <laughs> All right, well, I'm gonna throw one more out there real quick. Toss uh, it. That, that is an entirely. I feel like you couldn't possibly go farther. <laughs> Uh, it's the, the opposite of a setup. Of spectrum. Uh, so the other night I couldn't sleep and like I was laying in bed at 4 a.m. And I was like, all right, well, I can't sleep. I'm going to get up. And I was like, what do I do? So I like popped on Netflix and I was like, what can I watch that I'm going to just like is not going to require really me to do anything? Yeah. I came across this movie from 2019. Ooh. It's an animated film called Missing Link. Missing Link. It's about um, an adventurer guy voiced by Hugh Jackman who goes and finds Sasquatch. Oh, my God. And tells Sasquatch that he's going to help him uh, travel to the Himalayas to find the Yetis, which he considers uh, part of his same, like, species. Sure. What the what the hell? It's the weirdest, like, setup. Um, but it's by Chris Butler, who's the same guy. He like is kind of weirdly like a big name in st- it's stop motion animation. Right. Um, I'm looking. He's at like a big credits. name. Uh, yeah. Chris Butler directed Paranorman. Yeah. Which Solid. you might know, which is his only other directorial credit, but also wrote uh, Coraline. Mm-hmm. Um, no, didn't write Coraline, but worked on Coraline, worked on Corpse Bride. Tarzan, um, the ticker wrote movie. Kubo and the Two Strings, uh, which was like a big player uh, when it came out mm-hmm. in 2016. Oh, I remember but this one. Missing yeah. Link. Yeah. So Missing Link, I'm just like, it's really, really beautiful. Okay. It's really well. So Sasquatch is played by Zach Galifianakis, um, <laughs> but not Zach Galifianakis at all. 
It's like, oh, like I will give uh, Chris Butler props in that, like all of the big names in this don't feel like they're big names. I mean, it's Hugh Jackman who is the most like himself in this. OK, but Stephen Fry's in it. Zach Galifianakis, Timothy Oliphant's in it. Zoe Saldana's in it. It's like, oh, my God, top tier talent. Um, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Yeah, she's really good. What uh, the hell? But like, it's like just this kind of quiet, fun movie. Yeah. That has this like integrity to it. That's like a weird kind of thing. And I was like, you know, it was like four or five in the morning. I was like, all right, I'm just going to watch this. Yeah. And it pulled me in. I was like, <laughs> I can't believe I'm like awake watching this animated movie about Bigfoot. I love it. Yeah, it was good. It's it's a good thing. It's only it's again, like so many things I watch. It's only like an hour and a half long. But sure. Like, Perfect for four in the morning. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to watch. It's beautiful animation. I kept staring at it and I'm like, it feels like CG done in the like style of stop motion. Really? Okay. But it's real stop motion. Jesus. Which is like really impressive to me. And, and where'd you watch it? It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Netflix like served it up to me. It was like, you know what? You're awake right now. Let's watch this. I was like, you're like, okay, let's do it. Netflix. Here we go. And it's Annapurna. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it was nominated for best picture or not best, but it was nominated best for best animated, animated feature. Yeah. I've never, I'd never like you said that. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking yeah. about right now. I mean, like it's one of those, it was up against Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which one that year. Sure. So, like, it was never yeah. going to, but, um, but it's not insignificant. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess I'm going to have to give this a go. Missing Link 2019. Yeah, it was... A good movie all around doesn't need to be in the middle of the night. Sure. 